0: welcome to the serpent temple podcast we are doing a weekly review this week we're only going to be looking at two albums kind of two new albums the first one is green lungs black harvest released in 2021 the second is mistresses empires vanquished and dismantled released in 2021 now floyd what did you think of Greenland.
1: so first and foremost because i keep seeing this on every other podcast how have you been nina
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? how's your
1: weekend how's life been you've had a busy time haven't you i've been very busy actually yeah, i I've think been... we've both been kind of busy and tired haven't we
0: we've been fucking like so burned out lately um but this has been like a little oasis amidst all the chaos surrounded by more chaos
1: that reminds me i forgot to turn the heating on it's quite warm here though right
0: uh, yeah actually okay, okay yeah cool. i'm okay we're all layered up um which is good and healthy and stuff but yeah so you you are well
1: yeah yeah all is good always good good um i'm about to start watching the new uh tv show called um hellbound
0: okay so okay. it's the same
1: person that directed uh, train to busan
0: i've heard about this is like a zombie thing it's a
1: zombie film it's probably yeah. one of the best zombie films as, as well as um 28 days later it's got that same kind of zombie. I don't know if you've ever seen 20 Days Later, but they're like super fast, like rabid zombies. You don't like zombies, do you?
0: <laughs> just, I'm not into them. I did watch that really cringe zombie film, which was like a love story. And like the main guy looks like Gerard Way. What was it called? He's like that? a zombie that falls in love with like a human. And it turns out he like, he, it's just really weird.
1: That sounds terrible.
0: It's, it's kind of bad. Good.
1: I was getting worried for a second. He said, "Oh, that cringe zombie film." I was like, "Don't say Shaun of the Dead."
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty fucking cringe. <laughs> yeah, I have actually seen that, but that looks—that sounds pretty pretty good. I've heard some hype around that.
1: Yeah, no, I think just the Korean um, sort of TV and film market are just killing the game these days. Everyone's losing the mind of a Squid Game, and this mm. Hellbound's meant to be really good, so I'm going to give that a shot tonight.
0: There's a some bot. really good underground like Korean films and stuff from yeah. back in the day that I can thoroughly recommend. Obviously, you've seen Old Boy, I'm assuming.
1: Oh, Old Boy. I fucking love that.
0: There's um, there's one that's really good called... I think it's called I'm a Robot, But That's Okay. Yeah. And it's like a love story set in a mental institution um, yeah. where the main character legit thinks they're a robot. Yeah, that and sounds it's pretty... Really cute and sad.
1: Sounds pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, do you know, I heard that they... Oh, because you know the US done a remake of old boy it's really
0: bad I've seen it meant
1: to be you've seen it
0: I've seen it It's so there's like loads of there's <laughs> loads of Louis Vuitton product placement in it oh, for fuck's there's sake. a scene it's it's like so fucking cringe because it's old boy and it's got like the the original has one of the best fight scenes I've ever seen
1: what like the one shot hallway scene
0: the yeah. one shot hallway scene with a hammer like the first time I saw that I was like fuck yes that is, was is he
1: using the Louis Vuitton bag to <laughs> kill everyone
0: well <laughs> they don't even <laughs> fucking bother doing it I don't think in the American. I haven't I've blocked it out but basically. Basically, like it's just so Americanized. They've just made it shit. Um, like none of the rawness of what makes it good is there from the original version. And yeah, like he, th- there's a scene where they put him in a suitcase and it's like a massive Louis Vuitton trunk, and he like opens it up in oh, a park and oh fuck off! I get it's like broad nah. daylight. It's like fuck off.
1: Ah shit.
0: It's so bad. Don't oh, watch it.
1: Yeah, they're remaking Train to Busan as well. Just,
0: oh, just
1: the Western cinema. They can't just leave shit alone. I know. It's, it's not good enough that a film.
0: They're gonna put the rock in it as a zombie. Nah,
1: Problem? Uh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> I, don't, I, I love Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm not gonna say anything bad about that man. He's a, he's a good egg. I've Literally heard. Looks like an egg.
0: I've heard that he's a little bit um, crappy. No. He? But I don't know. Apparently, he's like very. He doesn't really interact with people. Yeah.
1: Apparently, I've heard the set. opposite. I've heard that he's just like the nicest, most humble guy. Maybe that... I just
0: talked to someone who had a bad experience with him. I don't know.
1: Yeah. No. Well, there you go.
0: I'm sure he's actually okay. I think if I was him, I'd be tired and like not want to talk to many people all the time. Do you know what's funny?
1: We have never really reviewed any Korean bands before, have we? They're oh not.
0: my god, have we not? Yeah, we should. No. We've done Japanese, and yeah. we've not done Chinese, nor Indian. We did. We've never done Worm Rock. Okay, we need to no. work on this.
1: No, we, just, we need to jump on that.
0: We do. We could but, do some like um, geographical specials.
1: Yeah, no, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, that's
1: how I used to consume music. Oh, ah. I used to be like, do you know what? I wonder what the Czech Slovakia scene is up to. Well, <laughs> it was the Czech well it would have been Czech Republic back then? Yeah, Czechia now. That's changed so three confusing. times in my lifetime. Um, and I was like, you know what? And I found out they've got the most fucked up and random grindcore and gore grind known to man, no I think way. I mentioned last week as well. But yeah. Uh, speaking of bands who are a little bit closer to home this week, we are reviewing Green Lung. Yes. From London, England. Well, at least I'm presuming some of the members are from London, England.
0: I'm assuming so. I'm going to make that bold assumption now. Uh,
1: this is a band that is making many waves on the scene right now. They had a triumphant return to live shows at Bloodstock on the Sophie stage, which was, I think I might have mentioned before, was pretty uh, pretty cool. It was a very cool set. It was very enjoyable. And they had a, a, an absolutely rabid response from the audience. So I was quite excited got into this album. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great.
0: I, I have a, yeah, Green Lung are awesome. I've kind of, they've been on my radar for a really long time. Um, and they just seem like really cool people. And their fans are so dedicated. Like, I've never seen, like, a UK band at their level of such dedicated fans. And, like, even before they got massive, massive, they were really, like, always interacting with people on online. Their merch has always been top of the game. And, yeah, like, everyone I know who likes them always has really wonderful things to say about them, including me. So it's a, yeah. it's a bonus that we're doing them this week.
1: Oh, well, that's cool. That's nice and wholesome. It's uh, this album's mastered by John Davis, not of Corn, a different John Davis. <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> Probably be more scatting in it if it was.
0: That's the only criticism I have that it hasn't been mastered by John <laughs> Davis of Corn.
1: I'm not sure if he's ever mastered an album. But...
0: I think he should. Yeah. I think he should give it a go. Uh,
1: same person who mastered uh, Sorceress by Opeth.
0: No way. Yeah. It's my favourite Opeth album.
1: And uh, Pilgrims by Stone Jesus.
0: Damn. That's no. a very good choice. Oh, Sorceress is your favorite album. I think so. Yeah, that the Sorceress track. I know everyone hates it, but that, that Sorceress track is so fucking good. <laughs> well, dun, 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 I love it. It's dun, dun, my favorite dun, 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 yes. Yeah, it's good. Dun, 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 dun. I love it so much. It's such a fucking good song. It's like one of my favorite songs ever. So there you go. I have terrible taste in Opeth.
1: Yeah, so who have we got? So we've got Joseph Gast on bass, who I believe is the new bass player okay. for this album. We've got Matt Wiseman on drums, Scott Black on guitars,
0: X-Men. Tom
1: Templar on vocals, and John Wright on organ. I want to talk a little bit about the organ, because the first track on this album, which is kind of like an instrumental, mm-hmm. the heroine, sounds very similar to, you ever listened to the track Foreplay slash Long Time by Boston? No. It's like kind of like a double track, but the foreplay part of the track is just like loads of like dizzying organs and like crashing drums. This sounds like a really modern version of that. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'll play both of them for you side by side afterwards. And yeah, you'll, that you'll hear good. exactly what I'm talking about. I'm
0: curious about that,
1: yeah. And uh, when reading a few reviews about um this album and Green Lung in particular, that I think the Boston comparison is quite a common one, mainly because of the use of the organ, and I think just because how yeah. um how happy some of the guitar riff sound at times but in a good way not in a cheesy sort of corny way but just in a kind of a a summery like a warm cider Just yeah, I (laughs) I don't even drink cider so (laughs) I don't mind making that comparison
0: but you can smell it yeah you can (laughs) smell the warm cider in your hand yeah I get what you mean it reminds me of oh I always forget the name of this film even though it's a wonderful film Um, fuck's sake with uh, Christopher Lee he's Lord Summerisle Wicker Man it reminds me of Wicker Man where they have all these like beautiful folk um, folk songs that are like or major key but it's really sinister yeah and like you know some shit is up and this is the same with these guys but it's um like they've done their own modern version on that and I really like that I think it's such a nice vibe this album
1: yeah it's um talking of films that didn't need a remake fucking wicker man there you go Nicholas Cage of all people.
0: I think Nicholas Cage should get to remake any film he wants, but <laughs> we in my don't. Eyes. <laughs> we don't actually like we pretend it's not happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right. There's quite a lot of I think, especially on the first album, Woodland Ritual as well. Woodland quite, rites. Woodland rites. Sorry, you know, I think. Thank you for correcting me.
0: That's okay. Maybe I'm um, wrong. It is Woodland rites.
1: It's um, there's quite a lot of references to those sort of uh, practices. They've got a track called May Queen, and you know, yeah. and uh, so I think it's uh, it's quite cool that they're obviously connected to. Um, or at least uh, inspired in, by those sort of arcane practices.
0: I really like their connection to sort of the folklore of of Britain. Yeah. Um, but they're not doing it in the sort of, oh, that means we're better than everyone else and we're going to be big, fat racists, where they're doing it in like an actually like how it's, interesting and cool way there's no like weird political tension around it and I really enjoy that because that's kind of what drew draws me to it personally and put me off it literally when I turned like a certain age and I realized oh when people like this kind of thing they're usually like waving a like they're kind of waving it in your face and being like oh your culture's ruining my culture but they're not doing that it's really good um and I love the kind of traditional wood cutting they have on the artwork and they've like continued that throughout these yeah. their like works, their albums. Um, the artist is really cool. Um, I wrote down his Instagram handle because you can actually find him on, on Instagram. I think it's called Slippery Jack.
1: Yeah, I think his name's Richard Wells. I've got here for that You talking about the first album or the second album? Oh,
0: they're not the same guy. I thought it was. Oh, it
1: is the same guy actually. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh... but
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 one of those moot points well, I like fun, to make. Well, <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> That was, was a test. <laughs> he is called Slippery Jack on Instagram, but he's also called Richard Wells. So I don't know if if Jack is like short for Richard, if it's like one of those weird English shortened well, name be Dick, things, wouldn't it?
1: If it was short for Richard, Dick
0: Wells. Um, yeah. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why he's called Slippery Jack, but I'm sure there's some cool reason. But, but his the artwork, artwork is rocks. super fucking good. Yeah, yeah. it's like occult in British folklore, and like. I like how they've not done what Olver did and just straight up copy Blake. This guy's like, he's definitely got Blake influences. Like he's got, he's got like a demon goat that's hundred percent influenced, influenced by um, Blake's, you know, what is it called? It's called the flea. Yeah. There's something in the flea and it's like this weird, like giant flea with like a top hat on a stage and it's really cute, but he's got the same kind of deal going on, but in a non super divisive, derisive, derisive way.
1: Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. I
0: nearly said divisive, and I was like that's not correct
1: derisive derisive
0: I think it's derisive. like derivative derivative oh. confusion <laughs> we are confused, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really cool. I really like that doing that, and it kind of makes it kind of heals the certain wound in my side when it comes to certain uses of folklore in metal, and I think they're doing a great job of kind of clawing it back from the wrong ones. yeah, it shows it
1: could be done in a kind of like a wholesome way, yeah, you know? yeah. It's uh, I like how they've got, like, the four horsemen of the apocalypse on the...
0: <laughs> Thanks, Shem. <laughs> I don't know if that came off. On... Oh, <laughs> what the fuck?
1: So like, went We so broke went the Tongue. podcast. <laughs>
0: the whole podcast is broken. Sorry. Like, a light just fell down. The, the Shem's phone just went derisive. Was it derisive or derisive? Bring back the Google lady. Because those bots are famously great at pronouncing things.
1: I should use that bot more fucking often.
0: <laughs> just, <use laughs> like it's just, I <laughs>
1: just before I say any sentence, I'm just going to Google. You <laughs> use that app first.
0: You need to make it say carcass for you.
1: Oh, fucking carcass.
0: Carcass. Yeah. Cock ass. Cock ass.
1: yeah no, it's, um, I was saying, I think it's quite cool how they've got the four horsemen on the stained glass. So it's yeah. quite a, it was a cool album cover.
0: It is a cool album cover. I agree. And
1: uh, the production's great. I think it sounds absolutely uh, fantastic. Produced by someone called Wayne Adams um i think the guitars sound super like euphoric and anthemic and sound really full the drums are super crisp like the toms sound really full or the crashes and the cymbals are not tinny at all like they've yeah. got good resonance to them uh, i think the bass sounds fantastic as well it's super audible um just so many good tracks on this album i love leaders of the blind which i think was released as a single yeah uh, for this album at the first kind of well fully fledged track as well old gods was really good um, just really catchy choruses as well like the vocals
0: they're the- so catchy I've literally had them in my head for ages like the Let the Devil In yeah. chorus is so good I don't even know if it's on this album that's though. on the
1: first album First
0: album. well I've had it in my head for a million years
1: um, Yeah, it's just at times um, the vocals kind of remind me a bit of kind of Sad Wings of Destiny era Rob Halford
0: oh yeah I see what so, you mean so like, it's kind of
1: like a weird cross between that and Aussie you hate saying Aussie when, when you're in when your room as a comparison when you're reviewing like a doom album, because it's always the fucking obvious one, isn't it?
0: Well, I I think, I think it's an insult. Someone the other day was like, Oh, your vocals sound like Ozzy Osbourne. And I was like, the what?
1: It is much better than Ozzy Osbourne.
0: (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, yeah, like, please do not. I don't know if it's always a compliment to compare vocals to Ozzy. Yeah.
1: Which is why I want to throw the Halford. Halford is definitely Halford is an accomplished fucking vocalist. Is a better comparison. It has a similar kind of timber to the voice.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like quite high up in the mask. Yeah, the singing, which I find quite unusual actually for like this genre, but I like it. I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, and I like how modern the album sounds as well. Yeah, a really good track. You bear the mark, which has a, another track that has a lot of catchy vocal melodies. It's got a nice organ solo about two, two minutes forty four seconds. That kind of reminds me of the Doors. But like, you know, it's it's having these traditional sounds and stuff that's normally associated with the 70s, but still making it sound quite modern and fresh, I think is quite good and quite hard to do, to be honest, because so many times you can make something that sounds like I feel like I've used this word about two million fucking times, but like derivative of music of that decade. But that's totally not the case with Green Lung. Like, I think everything sounds... This sounds like it was released in 2021. Yeah. While still paying homage to, like, the influences and the music that is clearly influencing it.
0: Absolutely. I totally... You, you've you got to hit the nail on the head there. I think the use of the organ in this album, like, really um, draws that together and, like, pulls it together in force. I, link, I think it's actually really underutilised in a lot of kind of, um, like, I guess the kind of, like, psych it's not really this isn't psych but in the kind of like stonery doom kind of stuff um mainly i think because people can't get their hands on them a lot of the time but oh my god good organ on an album can like completely change how good it sounds and i love that old school kind of mellotron vibe i mean opeth do it super super well yeah um and like if you removed those those little even though you don't always hear it in a song if you took it away it would be completely different
1: yeah yeah, no, totally. And I think it's that's what's so good about the music on this album as well. I think everything is quite masterfully composed and, like, in every instrument supports each other in a way that it's all working towards the same sort of goal.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Have so you got any particular favorite tracks on this album that stand out to you? or...?
0: Well, I mean, the title track is fabulous. Yep. I really like that. You Bear the Mark as well. I just really like all the choruses, like every chorus made me happy. Yeah. Um, And I was kind of like, it would just roll around in my head all day on repeat, but not in an annoying way, in a good way. How about you?
1: Uh well I'm kind of a little bit obsessed with the last track on the album, Born to a Dying World. Nice. It's it's much it's probably the most melodic track on the album and mm. it starts with like a really melancholic like organ line, but like just think the vocals and everything on this track is just so fucking like just uh, I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to put into words. My mind was a bit blown when I was listening to it because I was like, fuck, like, and the guitars sound so fucking good on this track. They like do. it's just They just, they just, everything sounds so pristine. Yeah. But I just, I just fucking really love the track. That's all I can say about <laughs> it. It's just like a great kind of like after like,
0: mm. it's
1: one of those ones if I'm like, I'm going to sound like such a meathead here, but if I'm having like a session at the gym
0: yeah. and I'm finished
1: and I'm just chilling out and I'm on like the bus on the way back, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to put on this track and just chill on the bus. Nice. And just jam to this for like a good three minutes or so.
0: Yeah, that is a good track for it. This is definitely like the kind of thing I'd put on if I'm getting ready to go out in the summer yeah. and I'm like, like dressing up and I want to feel good about myself and I'd be like dancing around and like <laughs> putting outfits together. That's yeah. definitely like that kind of summer, um, like fun that I really enjoy, but it's also a really good winter album too. It's quite, quite rare that I find because I'm quite seasonal in, in the bands I listen to. Yeah. I tend to listen to the heavier music in the winter and the lighter music in the summer, but I could definitely listen to this in the winter as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, do you know I could be a bit like that sometimes. I'm always in a bit more of a hardcore kind of vibe in the summer. Something about mm-hmm. hardcore music in the blazing sun. Yeah, goes well together for me.
0: Interesting. But
1: then, yeah, I mean, winter is. I mean, it's such a, a bit of a cliche, but like, it's definitely more of a, a black metal kind of. I mean, it just kind of lends to the, uh, yeah, to the, to the to the to the weather quite well.
0: I don't think black metal works on like um like a sunny afternoon in August.
1: <laughs> no, well, I mean, well, yeah, we're talking of a sunny afternoon in August. I remember in. <laughs> 2013, I think Dark Funeral were playing at Bloodstock and it was would have been the Friday, I think, and it was like maybe 2, 3 in the afternoon and it was like 30 fucking degrees and it was just, oh, the corpse paint was melting, melting <laughs> off
0: and it was just
1: like, it just doesn't work during the day and it was kind of the same with Belfagor one year as well.
0: Oh my God. And it was
1: just like, fuck, it's like, it's just, this is way too hot to be listening to blackmail.
0: <laughs> Which band was it that was like, I think it was like in, in Europe. And like, oh, I know but yeah I can't remember who they had like fucking hoods and they're like we can't play it's too hot
1: that was that was pronounce it was in Mexico I think
0: oh it's so funny man yeah yeah it's uh, like we're big black metal boys but it's too hot yeah, we I can't think, play
1: yeah I think they had heat stroke <laughs> I, saw, I saw a funny meme about that you, have you ever seen the gif I think it's a it Terminator with the guy at the fence and he just when the bomb goes off he just melts away <laughs> <laughs> it was just like Uada at a gig be like
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny oh my god I love it yeah, um, just I mean, there's so there's like pop artists that go do worse. Honestly, like go through worse conditions. I find it funny that black metal guys are just like, I can't do it. Um, but whatever, Green Lung is great.
1: Yeah, it's really album. really good. Good job, and I could definitely see them having continued success
0: they're gonna um they're gonna rise like even more than they already have their success is well deserved it always makes me happy when a band like this gets coverage in mainstream press which they have got like in the guardian and things like that
1: yeah oh nice i didn't realize they had coverage that's good yeah good for them
0: it's very good for them good for them good for green lung 10 out of 10 green lung thank you for a wonderful record shall we move on
1: let's move on
0: to Mistress, empires vanquished and dismantled so what do you think of uh of this Ah, so this
1: is an interesting album. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, I am a big fan of Hellenic black metal. Mm. And uh, I love Rotten Christ. I think they're a fantastic band. There's another new band at the moment, which I think is actually formed of former members of Rotten Christ called Yoth Uriah. Have you ever heard of them before? They've got a really good album out that they released this year as well. Um, there's just something about that kind of, they've got like a really kind of uh, just anthemic sounds to their guitar lines and and I lost the mastermind behind Mistras and also Spectral Law who he's been that's a project he's he's been that's been ongoing since about about the early 2010s at least anyway I think that their first release was 2009 or maybe even a bit earlier and like massively prolific and he released a Spectral Law album this year which was also fantastic it It is in the the Greek language and alphabet so I'm not even going to try and pronounce it. but um but yeah and this is a great addition to his like story to discography and what i like about this is how like the the more focused traditional elements hmm. are kind of kept separate from the more black metal elements yeah so like you've got um the the tracks which are more like instrumentals and kind of more folky with a lot of traditional instruments like a, he uses a uh oh, what's it called a, a ney? turkish nay yeah
0: yeah nay and santor i think it's an iranian oh is it turkish was listed as a Turkish name on,
1: on on Metal Archives. Cool, and we all know Metal Archives are never wrong; they get so, everything right all so the time. Good. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a, it's quite a good juxtaposition because like you've got like it's a, it's a real, it's like a real element of light and shade because you've got some tracks that are just completely you know quite brooding and atmospheric and haunting Mm -hmm. and then a a lot of the time most of the black metal tracks literally start with like you know like the the, the blast beats and like the tremolo riffs and it's just kind of full stop for about 10 minutes a lot of the tracks (laughs) are near the 10 minute mark yeah but there's some really good um, there's some really great shit on this album and and it's obvious that he's passionate about the subject matter and lyrics on the tracks as well so it's about well as the album says empire has been vanquished and dismantled So um, what's your take on the album? Because I know you happen to have a slight connection to this album. A
0: very minor, very minor connection. Um, So I found out about this album because Ilos very kindly asked me to guest on one of the instrumental tracks, um, which happens to be the fifth track of the album. So I heard it before it came out, and it was fucking massive, and I was really excited about it, Um, not to toot my own horn or anything. It's mainly the black metal tracks I like, but I absolutely love what... I Lost was doing because I'm very selective about who I work with as well. Um, so he's like very anti-fascist. Um, and this album is cool in that it's like the first one, Castles Conquered and Reclaimed, is like um, centered more like European medieval music. And the whole kind of this one is more about the Eastern music. So he's like yeah. shifting over to the East and it's more kind of the crusades from the the, the point of view of people from the East, which I think is not something that's been done, um, especially not very well, because usually Crusades is like very much um, a patriotic kind of... People singing about the Crusades, I kind of know how it's going to go. It's like, oh, fuck the Eastern people, haha, Constantinople, blah, blah, blah. Um, I once went to a poetry reading, aside, and the guy there was this like old white guy in a church and he was reading a poem about Constantinople and he was comparing all the domes in which would have been Istanbul, all the, all the domes of the mosques to, to breasts. And then like halfway through, he like pauses and he looks so smug and he goes, Constantinople and like oh god (laughs) i was there i was like 12 years old sitting there with my aunt and i was like what the fuck is this shit man like that was my introduction to like crusade um themed stuff from like the western point of view and i was like well fuck this um so this was like a breath of fresh air i'm really happy that i could be part of something that's a little bit different and it's brutal it's so fucking badass that um someone's doing it from like the point of view of my ancestors, I guess. And yeah, like um, the track I was on was, it's called the translation of Chirah Ol Mizalem is Oppression's Fire, which is based on a, a Persian poem. And the actual track has lots of like Persian Arabic nodes, modes, not nodes. Um, and I must say, uh, I was looking at the kind of list of people involved on this and it's awesome. So there's like an incredible operatic singer who does the instrumental track called Kaling Chu. On track seven, which is like a Germanic thing. I yeah. love the contrast um, and how basically all the instrumentals bookend the heavy, the heavier songs, which are themselves like so complex, yeah, so fucking heavy, amazingly heavy. It's like really, really interesting metal, black metal to me because of the really complex rhythmic structures within yeah. the metal and like the way, the way as well, like the scales are constructed. It's like very medieval to me. And it's kind of, it can seem, I guess, simplistic to some people just the progressions but then when you listen to it you can hear like some real subtleties and then when it's mixed together with all this like really complex rhythmic work i love that it's really cool the layering is fantastic and i've got to also shout out to crass from um tool and huan i really hope i'm pronouncing that right she's like a badass um french black metal one lady band nice And um, yeah, like I actually didn't realize she was on this (laughs) until I was properly researching it, but she's on the same track as me playing Santour. I really love her. Um, You can find her on Instagram as well. She's also like a a really cool badass lady who's doing, um, I think she's half Moroccan and she does like really awesome black metal too. So shout out to her. Um, And everyone on this as well is like very legit musician. I lost as well doing all this on his own. Really fucking cool. And you've got Stamatis Safaropoulos on Turkish Ney. You've also got Dimitris Korax oh my gosh, um Agustinos who does percussion on tracks one and five, and then Matthew Dacutros who does violins too. So you've got loads of proper proper instruments. It's not just like a computer generated thing going on. Yeah.
1: You could tell that when you're listening to it though, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like the proper like really um the the percussion that obviously isn't a drum, just well, a, a drum set i should say <laughs> <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> drum kit Yeah, drum kit. that's yes. what i'm looking for jesus <laughs> it's just like it just adds so much to like the more folky kind yeah. of like uh interlude style tracks
0: totally totally i love it it's really it's really cool to have black metal that's like from a different perspective um and like you know it does it it's not that like this is the only thing out there but this is kind of something that I've not found personally, yet, and it's really cool to no. to have this album. So it actually means quite a bit to me because it's very rare that I find music like that.
1: Yeah. No, no, I, I think that's great, and it, it's always good to hear things from a different perspective. And like, this is going to seem a bit strange, but like, have you ever played the game Dante's Inferno?
0: I have not. I've read the I've read um, the poem, yeah, but not the the game.
1: So, but the game kind of centres around the fact that the main character was a, a part of the Crusades and was committing like, you know. M- fucking the most heinous shit imaginable yeah and then finding out that he wasn't actually pardoned (laughs) um and that when it came for his judgment he was sent straight to hell basically had to fight his way up through the seven layers of hell and blah 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 but it's um but no it's great it's 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 because you know too too often it's it's interesting actually because a lot of black metal and even some death metal is quite anti-christian but yeah. it's great to hear it be anti-Christian, but from a, a completely different right? kind of non-like cringy perspective.
0: Exactly, it's yeah. like usually that anti-Christian stuff will become as anti-everything, including the Jews, yeah. and then it's like oh, and including the Muslims, and that means like including brown people. Yeah, and that that's when it becomes really uncomfortable. So, like I am anti-people who use religion badly, but I'm not anti-religion. Yeah, and like yeah. I don't i don't I think that people who start doing that they kind of lose the humanity of what they were trying to get to in the first point in the first place, the thing yeah. that like they're against religion doing, which is dehumanizing people and you in turn dehumanize them yourself, and it's like a little bit you're doing kind of what you you said you didn't like, so yeah
1: yeah it's but no, I'm totally with you when it comes to this album I think um it's one thing I love is just how all the elements are combined, especially on the more like the black metal, the heavier tracks. It just, it really does conjure up that image of like a battlefield and like shit going down. Like it does have that yeah. medieval kind of vibe to it. You know, of like the drums are like blasting or galloping and just then the riffs are just fucking absolutely furious. But, and there's some great acoustic work in it as well. I think the last track on the album. Oh, it's beautiful. Um,
0: yeah.
1: In the company of the heretics ends with quite a rousing, it's quite a rousing crescendo. And then it ends with a quite beautiful acoustic passage as well. Uh, but yeah, just um, just great. And i was really interested in researching all the subject matter and stuff because I'm pretty uneducated when it comes to this side of the world. And one of the tracks, The Favor of the Saints, is uh, apparently about uh, a Bulgarian uprising against the Byzantine rule.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow.
1: And uh, I love looking at translations and stuff as well. So the track with the vocalist Carlin shue has, uh, it translates to How Shameful Is It? So what 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 that it is in reference to, I don't know, but I can only imagine the uh, the atrocities of war and Most likely, people yeah. uh, going to places that don't belong to them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I really love that this is a piece of art that exists and I hope more people stumble on it and realise it's actually cool to, to kind of do your own thing and you don't have to subscribe to a particular point of view just because a lot of other people do.
1: Well, I think it brings up an interest in kind of quagmire that a lot of artists get stuck in in the scene which is i feel like too many people tend to look at what others have done Mm -hmm. and do a carbon copy of it or think okay well that's what i need to do to be successful or that's the lyrical subject matter i need to take or that's the stance i need to take when in actuality like the real way to stand out the bands that are often the successful ones are the ones that are just like fuck it i'm going to write about and perform music and center it around themes that are important to me Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes those themes are questionable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They sure are.
1: But like at the end of the day, like, you know, it's, you've got to suppose for better or worse, if you're keeping true to yourself, the music's going to be more genuine. Yeah. But it's, um, and that's totally, you could totally hear that coming through on this album. Like, you know, it's, I I don't need to listen to another album about fucking people being murdered or, you know, I do not need to listen to anything about fucking Jack the Ripper or... All these tropes and fucking, I'm trying to think of examples. Like fucking like John Wayne Gacy or fucking, you know, I mean, that all that shit's all been done to death. And it's Literally. like, yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, so like I, I just like shit that's kind of authentic and it's different. Yeah. And it's just, just keeping true to sort of who you are and the shit that you give a shit about.
0: There is so much stuff out there that is inspiring that people haven't had the time to go into yet. Yeah. um and like it's there's just so much cool stuff and and i'm i can't wait to see what other people do um like listening to this and, and realizing oh so i can i can write a concept album about how much i fucking love lego or some shit like yeah. that i mean i'm sure that exists somewhere but it, it's just do your own thing it's good someone's yeah. gonna like it
1: one well, thing there is an album out there about like lego somewhere
0: i'm sure there is we yeah. gotta find it yeah
1: yeah, there's, there's there's um there is a Harry Potter themed black metal band.
0: Of course, they're fucking. Is it called? They called like Dementor or Patronus. Or well, the there. the
1: album's called. Um, I think it's called the Seven Horcruxes. Oh,
0: that's so lame! It's, um, that's so lame.
1: But I can't remember what the fucking band's called. I thought there were Nine later. Horcruxes. Next week. I don't care. But it's um. But yeah, I mean, suppose we're of that age now where like, suppose people grew up with Harry Potter would be in their thirties <laughs> now. They 30s think it's now.
0: grim and, and true. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh god oh man that's so i mean i i don't know if, if this is going to get edited out but i remember when we started the band Sham really wanted to be called lucius as a stage name and i was like you shouldn't do that wow. that's a harry potter character and he was like but i love the name lucius and i was like please it's don't a cool do name this. it's a beautiful name but it's been ruined yeah yeah
1: also ruined, as a child i wanted to be called scorpius so oh change my name to scorpius i
0: love scorpius yeah. it was that like because of Farscape.
1: No, it wasn't, but it was, wow. I don't know. I just think like, what's a clue, cool, a clue. What's a <laughs> cool sounding name? I was like, oh, Scorpius sounds cool. But no, I just didn't realize like, cause I don't know. I just, cause I think even though Floyd in itself is quite a, a unique name, it's an especially, awesome name. especially it's for easy the, easy. the reason why I was named after them as well. My parents yeah. being massive Pink Floyd fans, um, but I don't know you're never going to think your own name's cool though right yeah Cause cause I don't like my it. name but I don't yeah. want
0: to change it because it was given to me yeah. so I'd feel weird changing my name but I think sometimes people need to for other reasons you know yeah, no, yeah. which which
1: is which is totally cool, my name's
0: cool. Shem's name is very cool it, Shem's got a great name
1: even your name and surname it's, it's like a wrestler like Shem Lucas Shem
0: Shem is... sorry did you want
1: your full name said on camera yeah.
0: <laughs> Shem Lucius <laughs> Shem <laughs> Lucius Malfoyus <laughs> 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 Shem has sent me a picture saying there's eight Harry Potter metal bands and it's a blurry... It's not loaded on my phone. Hang on, hang on. I've got it. So there's a band, there's a power metal band called Azkaban. (laughs) Just so fucking lame. Azkabanter. There's a folk symphonic melodic death metal band called Elsevier, a.k.a. Hogwarts.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. There's a black slash death metal band, and this is horrible, called Muggle Death Camp, (laughs) a.k.a. MDC.
1: Shit, they might be the one that have the album Seven Hawkins. I think
0: they, they are, because I've heard of them before. And then there's a metalcore band called the Rotfang Confir- Conspiracy. I don't even know what that's in reference to. Rotfang, is that something like Dragon Disease or some shit? Then there's um, a heavy, fresh black metal band that's just called Voldemort. Amazing. There's there's an atmospheric black metal band called Sliverin. <laughs> and there's a symphonic power metal band that I've also heard of called Grimgots. Which is so fucking... Oh, and there's another one. Heavy metal, punk, hard rock, Rubius and the Hagrids.
1: Oh, God.
0: So lame. I'm you sorry, go. guys. You, you're you not not is. invited on the Seppin' Temple podcast. Unless you want to come on and apologize for what you've done to music.
1: But saying that, playing devil's advocate, the amount of bands that straight up fucking copied, copied uh, Tolkien's work as well and were named after... It's true. There's a lot. Even, even like popular bands. You forget like a Monomath. Force and... of
0: Rauras.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 forgot about that. Yeah,
0: Led Zeppelin. Well uh, they of... they're not names oh, after. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, what? When does Tolkien reference Led Zeppelin? I was thinking, am I
1: like a Tolkien poser? It's like Led Zeppelin something <laughs> in there.
0: Shem just how Tolkien does. <laughs> well, they they have one about. Um, is it like a Gandalfy song, right? Like yeah, I can't I remember. I some. They they have. I know the Led Zeppelin. Ramble on. Yeah, I got yeah. a Rambo... Or some shit. He talks about rambling so much. He's like, and then that evil Gollum! Like, he literally says <laughs> something like that, it's horrible. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, there's, there's loads of Tolkien stuff, but I feel like Tolkien's a bit more credible than... Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, 100%. Obviously, Golgorov as well, I forgot about that. Yeah, Golgorov. I,
0: I have a hot take, so, um, but well, not really a hot take. There's going to be loads of Wheel of Time metal bands in like a year. Yeah. Because Wheel of Time TV series just drops and... It's interesting. Um, I don't know, you've not watched any, have you? No, but you
1: said that you're somewhat enjoying it?
0: I am. I, I'm, I finished... I read all the books this year, um, like one to 14 or whatever, how many there are, and the prequel... I really love them. They're like definitely up there with my favorites. Um, but there are like definitely issues with the books. And yeah. I, th- I feel like a lot of book fans are really angry with the series because they've changed so much stuff. Yeah. And there were definitely moments where I was like, why the fuck have you done this? This is unnecessary. But then I've kind of been like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. This is like this is like when when there's a Star Trek film. I know it's not really going to be very, it's not going to be perfect and they're going to yeah. change stuff. But it's just, it's cool that that's actually out there and it's going to make new fans and more people going to be attracted to reading the books and it's quite it's nice it's not like the books because i'm going to read i'm going to watch this and be surprised by things yeah and i like that because that's what i loved about the books yeah yeah
1: it's yeah sometimes like if you just release if a tv show convert from a book or a film is a carbon copy of what was on, on paper then it just it doesn't work like you know you like, can't do it you can't yeah. compare the forms of media exactly. I think this is why like Lord of the Rings is such a such a, a highly lauded film trilogy I mean the Hobbits I mean pff, I mean,
0: <laughs> forget the Hobbits I mean,
1: you know, cash grabs but sorry Shem because then he likes <laughs> this the is his favourite film of all time
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> he cried when um, <laughs> when Philly and Killy died <laughs> 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 No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my um my brother, who you also know, um he um he's not read any of the books, and he had it spoiled for him that Thor and Oakenshield died, oh, and no. he was so pissed off. i was like, "What? I can't believe it!" I was like, "Well, look, put two and two together. Is he in the Lord of the Rings films?" <laughs>
0: well, there you go. If he was, he would have taken the ring.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely would have. Yeah, hundred he percent. He'd be greedy like, "Greedy bastard!"
0: <laughs> the ring and the arkenstone horrible combination.
1: Yeah, And yeah. I still think the Arkenstone is a Just Silmaril I that think out you're
0: there. right I think it is yeah. definitely definitely. But
1: yeah. you think there's going to be a lot of Wheel of Time metal bands then There's
0: already loads of Wheel of Time metal But I think there's going to be a hell of a lot more I think mean, there's yeah. going to be bands themed around it well, And I think it will be not as cringe as Harry Potter Hopefully they'll do some good stuff um, but I'm pretty really excited for it I hope more people start watching it
1: That's good, I'll probably give it a shot at some point I still need to watch The Sopranos So I can watch the holy trinities of shows So The Wire, Breaking Bad, Sopranos Mm. don't know why my voice cracked on sopranos (laughs) sopranos
0: sopranos, ironically
1: my voice went soprano we're trying to pronounce soprano there
0: you go but
1: um i can't remember my original point was now yeah i'll probably watch wheel of time at some point uh blind guardian have a song called wheel of time it's like a 10 minute long track It's pretty the
0: blind guardian have a song about all my favorite fantasy stuff except temora pierce who was inspired by a wheel of time character which she wrote her first ever series of books which i love
1: Apparently, Wheel of Time uh, quite heavily inspired the Game of Thrones. Oh, books. so or, heavily! Or Song of Fire Super and Ice, I should say. Heavy.
0: It's way better than Game of Thrones as well. It's yeah. like a thousand times better. And the ending is better too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me,
1: that. that was so bad.
0: Yeah, uh, the author of Wheel of Time actually died, like three—I think one or two, maybe three books—before the series ended. Oh no way! And then someone else called Brandon Sanderson stepped in and finished the books, oh, okay. and he did a fantastic job. People do criticize some of his, the things he did, and like. It was a huge, because by then, already, it was a huge series, and everyone had so many expectations, and he had to one-handedly just do it all.
1: I mean, that's a big fucking task to take on. I mean, like, you know, I mean, that's what Christopher Tolkien kind of, I mean, he didn't even...
0: (laughs) I don't like Christopher Tolkien's writing at all. (laughs) No. It's awful.
1: And like, and like, so really, and like, it's not even a book, it's just like a compendium of fucking notes, and you know. But um, so, I mean, fair play to that guy for doing that because, like, you know, it's that's no small feat.
0: He did a great job, and his, his own series are really good. Yeah, okay. I thoroughly yeah. recommend, like, the Stormlight series and Mistborn. But that's another thing, that's a whole aside.
1: So, what other albums have we been checking out this week that we don't have time to do a full review of?
0: Ooh, so I loved the new Arch Spire.
1: I can't Um, wait to listen to that.
0: It's really heavy. It's very Mozart inspired. There's like actually loads of Mozart riffs in it, but in a really cool way.
1: Oh man. Does it still have like, like almost rapping guttural vocals?
0: (laughs) I (laughs) love that shit. The vocals are so like soft at the same time. They're like very soft and wet.
1: Quite soothing, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Almost. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So do you reckon they're they're, they're coming for Necrophagist's mantle as like the technical death metal band? You know,
0: I love Necrophagist and they will always be the band that broke me into that kind of music. But this is definitely better than Necrophagist.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds more, uh, I don't know. Like, is it necrophagist or necrophagist?
1: I'd, so I've, I've, I've went between numerous pronunciations over the years. Mm. I've heard more people say necrophagist than anything else, so that's what I'm sticking with.
0: It's like, it's you say necropolis, you don't say necropolis.
1: Yeah. Necrophagist sounds quite good, though.
0: Necrophagist sounds more yeah. well.
1: Yeah. It's like the Behemoth-Behemoth argument, Oregon. I
0: would say Behemoth. I think Behemoth is like... Meshuggah, Meshuggah. Meshuggah. I say boil it mash it stick it in a stew i keep kicking the light <laughs> I, I
1: remember the first time i heard someone who spoke um yiddish, yiddish say it was, it was just so like it was just so like, cool huh? I was like, it took it.
0: me literally years and years and years to realize what that was yiddish oh really it's <laughs> <was> like what <laughs> that's, crazy. that's crazy i love that
1: yeah i'm definitely gonna check out that archspire album the guitarist dean lamb i think his name is is that's right yeah shem's nodding so go for it that's right yeah Uh, he's got his own youtube channel and he's got like some it's, it's great isn't it he's doing like it's just like some great content on there and like they seem like great guys as well and like fucking and he can do those vocals live which is fucking impressive um Sorry, what was the
0: guitar. That? You mean the
1: guitarist, the guitar thing? No, I've told No, I'm just. My brain's going a million miles per hour. I mean, he's like he could do guitars. I'm talking about the vocalist now. Okay. He could perform those vocals live. Amazing. Then the guitarist can, all, and all the members of the band can do that shit, which is like pretty inhuman. Like I would say, they're up there with like Origin in terms of their like technical prowess, because Origin are another band who are just way too, who shouldn't be as good for how technical they are, because sometimes it just devolves into just complete nothingness and meaningless notes Mm. uh what have i been checking out i checked out the pathology album which is pretty good they've they're they're quite prolific band they've released about probably about album 12 over the span of like 13 years that's a lot um but it's just great like really fucking super guttural but like catchy like kind of death grind not too dissimilar to bands like aborted or even some parts of cattle decap but it's good shit. I enjoyed that. That's the stuff I get down to. So if I get down, I don't mean have sex.
0: <laughs> if you did, no judgment. Uh, yeah. but... <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> now everyone nah, knows. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get down
1: to pathology. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God.
0: That's a whole episode we'll never do.
1: Yeah, I've, I've got a really NSFW anecdote, but I'll save it for another time. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, what else has dropped? I still need to listen to the Swallow the Sun album. Oh, me too, yeah. So I'll check that out at some point. Um, Shem's got an album on his mind at the moment. What's it called A Dream Unending.
0: Oh, yeah, he loves that album. Yeah,
1: I need to check that out.
0: Yeah, it's very uh, grunty.
1: And uh, the new Stormkeep album's pretty good. Not much is known about the band, but they're making some big waves in the melodic black metal scene. It's a really, really good album. Kind of reminds me of like early Dissection. <laughs>
0: What the he, fuck are he's you done doing? it again.
1: He's searching his <laughs> pronunciations.
0: Shem is just bombing the podcast <laughs> with <a> random fucking <laughs> Google. Okay, <laughs> you, would you like to to pronounce anything else while you're here? <laughs> <laughs> it's cringing so hard right
1: now. I tell you, I else have a new single that I listened to in the gym today. Corn have a new no, single wait, out. Do they scat? Huh? They There's scat? no scatting on it. No! He does a bit of like. He, he's been getting into growling recently, which I've been finding quite interesting. Okay. On the new album or the last album he did, what's it called, Sham? I can't remember. Do you remember? Fuck, let me search quickly.
0: <laughs> you are true chord fans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen to Issues the other day. Great album. Is
0: it called Torn? Have they done an album called Torn? Torn just by Torn. We've
1: got a single called Start the Healing.
0: Wow. Um just like
1: pretty standard Latter-day corn, but okay. oh the album's called The Nothing that was the last album but yeah but it's got like some some really surprisingly heavy moments on it and there was, uh-huh. a, there was a moment on this single that was also quite heavy that was always a bit of a surprise because I think that you know Corn, who a band who are almost 30 years into their career um, you know they had a period where they were kind of like kind of nose diving a little bit and just releasing to some really uninspired shit but they kind of seemed to have sobered up a bit and pulled it back I think so
0: Good. Fair play to them. Good on you, Corn. I'm not I can't profess that I'm a fan, but I appreciate that you guys appreciate them.
1: <laughs> nice. And I appreciate <laughs> that you appreciate that we appreciate them.
0: It's a whole wheel of appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any, any other new tidbits of musical Nah. nothing
1: really going on too much in the metal world at the moment, is there?
0: No. I mean Gravelines are playing a show tonight, but this is gonna be a day late when it comes out, so sorry. I mean, I'm sure it was a great show. No. Yeah, they at so where, where
1: was that they were playing? Helgies. Yeah. Very I'll be small, watching tiny
0: area.
1: I'll be watching Turnstile in February.
0: Are you? Yeah. At the oh, Roundhouse. That's gonna be really good.
1: So that'd be good. They had I think they had um they had a one date planned for the forum, um, which I think sold out pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. then they booked a second date for the roundhouse. Which is actually really funny because like I would rather go to the roundhouse.
0: It's much better. Yeah. Than the
1: forum. So I'm just like, Oh well we've got the good end of the stick there. So that's Do you get be...
0: seated or standing.
1: I think it's in the main like circle bits and oh, standing okay. bit bit which is probably going to be a mistake because it's probably going to uh-huh. be wild. I've seen I've seen their live shows on the um oh, what's it hey Hate ch- 6, hey, five, six. Yeah. thank you and it just looks fucking like pandemonium.
0: Yeah, I'm so. definitely I've got to that age where I just want to sit down and concert <laughs> which I never I was always like front row or else. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I want to go sit down and have a cup of tea.
1: See, I like being at the front row, but I need to support my legs. So i <laughs> yes, got something exactly. to lean on.
0: I can't be in the second <laughs> row, I've i to be in the front. Yeah. Yeah. It's got fuck all
1: to do with what the good view. I'm just like, I just need to take the weight off my legs.
0: I love that. That's literally the only time I ever use the front row. It's yeah. like, I mean, I, I'll do it with some bands, but even like, we went to see a sleep show. We saw them uh, in Brixton and there was a fucking pit for sleep and Shem got oh, kicked in the fucking spine. fuck's sake. It was ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Well, it was at Brixton Academy
0: i think no it was oh. brixton. something in brixton right uh. oh, Shepherd's Bush Empire. yeah they're, they're yeah. all just one big venue of the past now it's like there's i know there's yeah. the HMV forums with a sleeping Four. i know roundhouse all the north london ones but anything slightly south is just a big blur that's
1: cool yeah shepherds bush empire is still being built up or is it open again because it was it, it was know. pretty dilapidated at one point
0: was it yeah wow i think so do you remember the church in brixton what was that called was that oh like my god! Mass, black mass. The
1: church in Brixton. I know Saint Matthew's church. That's where
0: I church.
1: saw Aeon. Well, you've got Electric in Brixton, and then obviously the Brixton Academy. But what's the other electric. venue? Was
0: I don't that, know. that, don't was, that, think that was a church? It was a really cool venue.
1: Electric is right next to Saint Matthew's church, but um,
0: it was in the church.
1: Shit, sure. I don't know about this.
0: Or maybe it's not a venue anymore. Then they Damn. used to torture garden there. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it was a really. It's a really cool venue. I saw. I saw Aeon. And who was it? Um, it wasn't Malevolent Creation. Maybe it was. I hope Whoa. it wasn't. I, this was before I knew about Malevolent Creation. This it was like a really. Oh God, what's that? They had um, they had like a, a female guitarist. She was really fucking cool. Do you remember the? They're the, the Scottish, I think.
1: Oh, Cerebral Bore.
0: Cerebral Bore. The, it was Cerebral Bore. had the,
1: the, um, the she was the vocalist.
0: She was sorry. She's a vocalist. Yeah. This was like more than ten years ago now. Yeah. But yeah, they played in that venue, and I can't remember who else it was. It was a really good lineup. Yeah. And I still have a shirt from them, but it, I don't use the shirt because it's got Joseph Fritzl on it. And oh, Jesus. Back then, I was an edge lord, and yeah. I distanced myself from myself. The Nina of that era was an, an absolute idiot. Yeah. Um But yeah, I have this shirt, and I just I I don't want to throw it away <laughs> because. It, I don't want anyone to find it.
1: <laughs>
0: it's horrible. Yeah. If anyone wants that shirt, like, maybe I should just burn it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like every time I look for my CDs and find that disgorged forensic CD. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm just like, fuck, I need to keep this CD well hidden. Yeah. <laughs> this album cover is so fucking but grotesque. There's,
0: there's so much stuff I don't want people to find yeah. when I die. Yeah. Wow.
1: No, that sounds like a good gig. I don't know that. I was born in Brixton, but um, so I've got no fucking knowledge of this venue.
0: Did you, what is it called
1: only church I've been to was the Het Patronat in oh, Roadburn which re- unfortunately is not part of Roadburn anymore
0: Shem sent me a Roxin's review yeah it was April 2011 I reviewed it too but I think the website's gone down sorry what did you say
1: I was just saying the only church venue I've been to was the one that was in Roadburn oh you know, that's Het such Patronat. a nice venue it and was great closed it, that they? had seats that had really plush like sofas oh, up at the top so I was just nice. sitting there just completely like just chilling out I was like this is great
0: so it was Trenchhead, Engorgement, Ancient Ascendant. I forgot about them. Oh, and yeah, they were London,
1: weren't they? Well, definitely English. They but were, but yeah. I
0: think, I know Nariman moved to Sweden. Oh, okay. And Flayed Disciple as well. Oh, Missouri. Flayed Disciple
1: were great. They were like a thrashy, like a death, like a, yeah. I
0: have got. I think I've got them on CD from that gig. Yeah. So I think I, I might give it to you because I never use my CDs anymore.
1: Yeah. I really like Flayed Disciple. I think I remember first hearing of them on one of those Terrorizer sampler CDs. And they had a track on there. When I still used to buy magazines.
0: it was a, It's called Mass. The venue was called Mass. Oh, no, so i never wasn't fucking heard of it. It was That's crazy. really cool venue, yeah. I can't believe Roxanne's is still up. That's madness. Yeah, there you go.
1: Oh, nice. Well, there you go. And if you ever want a good laugh, well, not a good laugh, it's actually pretty crazy, search, um, what's his name, from Malevolent Creation? <laughs> <laughs> and find out the weird shit that guy's oh, been up to. Oh, no. Yeah,
0: yeah Fasciano. He, he's so fascist. <laughs> Even his name is fucking... <laughs> He yeah he just drops the end bomb like unap- unapologetically and it's disgusting like fuck that guy it's fuck just, him
1: fuck I mean the controversy surrounding that guy is 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 is, is, is insane
0: yeah so fucking yeah. gross like fuck malevolent creation, oh, creation. yeah
1: god damn Goddamn. damn it seems like a good note to end on
0: yeah um <laughs> on, on that note <laughs> fuck malevolent creation uh, thank you for listening. And uh, let us know what you've been listening to if it's new. We'd love to hear what you guys think as well. Please like and subscribe. And if you want to be on the show, hit us up. We are always happy to interview musicians. So thank you for listening and watching. Goodbye. Till next time.